Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do, and you feel inspired, and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. So today is going to be part two uh, of the silly questions that I was asked when I was manifesting my husband. And if you missed part one, please get back to my previous podcast episode. In part one, I discussed three questions. I answered three questions that I was asked a lot while I was manifesting my husband. And here is going to be like, here I'm going to discuss, I'm going to answer three more questions and let's just get right into it. So the like question number four was, what if he forbids me to stream? I was streaming on Twitch and the majority of questions that like I'm talking about here Uh, was asked on stream, on my streams. And so one of the popular questions that I was asked was that what if my future boyfriend or my future husband is against me streaming on Twitch? Because, you know, there are a lot of people that I talk to, there are a lot of men who, you know, there is like, it seems like to be a common theme on Twitch. Uh, that there are men who come there looking for future wives. And I like I know that this is how I met my husband. But at the same time, you have to treat people like people. You have to treat people... Well, yeah, you have to treat people like people to meet somebody on Twitch. And this is like a topic for a totally different discussion, I guess. And like if um there are men on my stream who want or maybe even there are women on my stream who specifically want to know how it happened for me and how i see it happening um then like let me know and i will record a separate episode about this because i have a strong opinion about how things should be how relationships should be built uh on twitch in order to it like to to lead somewhere right and like all the self-love and self-respect and like all the law of attraction things and teachings still play big part but like yeah well if you are interested let me know and so the the question that I was asked was like um there are a lot of men who will come on your stream and see you as your future is as their future wife and like you know and the fact that you sit here in front of camera and you talk to a lot of people like what if your future husband 
doesn't think that it's okay? What if he like forbids you to stream? And I was like, my answer was always the same. A person, a man who will forbid me anything, who will try to make me do something that I don't want to do or make me stop doing something that I love doing is not my match already. And they would be like, yeah, but what if? And I would be like, there is no such, like, it, it's impossible. They can't be any what if like that. Like, it's impossible. I'm not going to choose a guy who will forbid me to stream. And they're like, but yeah, but what if? Like, what if you are dating somebody? And he's like, you know what? I'm actually not cool with you streaming. And I would be like, well, if we're dating already and he says that, then where was I when we, like had conversations before we started dating. I am a huge believer that you need to be friends with the person first. You need to get to know them first before you start dating. Like this is how I see things. And even like if I'm dating this person and he says something like that, then dating is not marriage. Like dating is is still a phase where we get to know each other and like we open up, you know, and we talk, we have conversations about stuff uh, to know if we are a match or not. And this, like the fact that he forbids me to stream, he's not cool with me doing what I'm doing, says that he's not a match. Like he's not what I'm looking for. So this is where I would say, you know, uh, I love streaming and I think that at some point I will stop streaming, but it will be on my terms and when I'm ready to move on and, you know, to leave Twitch behind. And for now, I'm not ready to do that. I'm going to keep streaming and, like, if you're not okay with this, then, like, it's a must for me that you would be okay with this. Like, it's my standard. You can't make me stop it. And then, like, when I said, as I was saying this, I thought that there are people who are like, okay, she promised that at some point she's going to stop. So I'm going to just wait. Or I'm going to just, uh, you know, ask her later. And this is not how it works either. Because... I'm really bad at pleasing people when they expect something from me that I don't want to do. And like, if he would ask me three more times, it would be like, okay, no, no, we're done here. And then again, uh, yeah, I did say that I'm going to stop streaming at some point, but I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe like in a year, maybe in 10 years. And like, if you are with me waiting every day for me to quit, this is not the relationship I want. I want you to be fine with with either way. Like, I want you to be fine with the fact that I'm streaming. And I want you to be fine with the fact that at some point I will stop streaming. So this is how it's going to go. And if you are planning on um, forbidding me to stream at some point, you're just not my match. Even if you're perfect in every other way. Even if you love cats. Even if you love me. Even if you okay. Like, or even, even if you're you accept the way I am, my sense of humor, you know, my interests, my hobbies, the way I dress, like if everything else is fine and amazing and you accept me and support me and you're incredible, but you don't like the fact that I'm streaming, 
you're not my person. And I get to believe that there are people in this world who are a perfect match to my every desire and I don't have to lower my standards and I don't have to settle for anything less than what I want. And I want my future husband to be fine with the fact that I stream and then to be fine with the fact that maybe I will stop streaming at some point and maybe uh, to be fine with the fact that I am, you know, I will choose something else. Maybe I will be like a motivational speaker. Maybe I will just stop talking to people at all and, you know, and sit at home and write books. And relationship is not about changing people so they would look exactly the way you want them to look relationship is about two people who have their interests who have their hobbies and they are you know they they realize that they are not here to make each other happy like it just goes naturally nobody owes anything to anybody and this is why you have conversations like this is why the dating phase happens where you get to know the person where you see what this person is all about what are their interests what are their beliefs what are their hobbies and you see for yourself if you are fine with that if you don't mind that or if it goes against like your nature your essence your beliefs your you know, preferences. And if it goes against your preferences, this is not your person. So, like, if uh, if I was a girl who wouldn't want my future man to stream, my future man, my future husband, my boyfriend to stream, and he was a streamer, I would not just choose this person. And, like, um, I didn't mention it in part one, but I want to talk about this here. So uh, on in part one, we discussed uh, like what if my future husband eats meat and like and when I don't and what if he wants me to cook meat for him or what if he wants me to eat meat and um, like what if my future husband doesn't like the way I dress. Like I was talking about my perspective, like if my future husband is not happy with the way I dress or doesn't like cats and like and or, or wants me to eat meat or cook meat but let's just you know look at things from his perspective like he's a guy who's looking for a girl who is who will be a perfect match to his desires and to his dreams and then he meets me and I am like he like he likes me he likes the way I am but I don't eat meat and he's strongly against that only a person with a scarcity mindset will say, okay, I will change her. And okay, like she's okay and I will, you know, wait for her to change or, or I will, you know, let her know how important it is for me that she eats meat and like I'm, I will make her. No, I'm not your match. If you don't like the fact that I don't eat meat, if you don't like cats when I do like cats, if you don't like the way I dress... I am not your match. Keep looking. You get to have what you want. You get to have a girl who, I don't know, eats meat, doesn't like cats and and like dresses the way you like. And like, I'm just not that girl. 
and it's fine. You don't have to lower your standards so, you know, you would tolerate me. This is not the relationship I want. I don't want a relationship where a man just tolerates me and, you know, accepts me, accepts me as I am even though like he doesn't like some specific things about me. No, this is not the relationship I'm looking for. I'm looking for a relationship where like you know there's harmony in these things where he like he likes the way I dress, where he likes it. He he doesn't have to, you know, make himself do something that he doesn't want to do. So, you know, it goes both ways. If you met somebody and you don't like um, that they stream, for example, that they do something, that they, I don't know, work in an area that you don't like, this is not your person. You get to move on. You get to be as picky as you want to be. You get to have it all. You don't have to settle for less. And so then there are two more questions that are not that silly that I like I spent some time looking for answers to and where and where I needed to send uh, higher standards for myself. And the first one is what if I meet him like what if I meet this person what if I meet this guy and he's perfect he seems perfect and we you know we we just click and we there is harmony there's spark between us and I have this feeling of you know another shoe dropping I have this feeling that what if it's not him what if it's not my Mr. Right what if something goes wrong and like when it comes to a relationship a very important thing to understand is that Believing that is also scarcity mindset. There are a lot of people in this world who are a perfect match for you. And if at some point um, in your relationship, there comes a time where you realize that you are specifically not the one he's looking for or she's looking for and, and she or he is not the one you're looking for, then you don't have to hold on you know, you don't have to make it work if it doesn't work. And at the same time, like, you you get to choose better. And um, this relationship where everything seems perfect for now, it's a sign that better things are coming, that you already met everything that you're looking for. And then there will be something that is not working and uh, you don't want to continue this, for example then you just faced contrast like you understood better what you want by understanding what you don't want in your relationship and you get to up level your standards and you know not settle for less and then what you need to understand is that it may happen like this like it, it may be that he's not the one you're looking for like he, he doesn't turn out to be a mr right when you focus too much on the things that you didn't like. Like you meet this guy and everything goes well and you don't go with it. Like everything goes well and you are looking for hints, for clues that it might not be it. You will find those clues. Like when you focus on the negative aspects, you will find those negative aspect in aspects in any person, in every person. Because I like this phrase that I heard from Abraham Hicks, where they say that every person can rise up or fall down to your expectations. And when you expect, like when you met a guy 
let's talk about ladies here. When you met a guy and he seems perfect and everything goes perfect, go with it. Enjoy enjoy it enjoy your relationship get to know each other better and look for all the ways it works because if you're gonna concentrate on the things that don't work you will find more and more and more and more and then you will like if you expect that he's not your mr right that he will screw up like that something goes wrong you will be in this vibration that will attract all the negative aspects that you are scared to attract because your vibe will be negative, will be, you know, low. And uh, focus on the positive, focus on the things that are going well and give it time. Don't hurry into, you know, serious commitment. Don't hurry into marriage. Give it time. Talk a lot. Learn to 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 talk about your needs. Learn to talk about your feelings. Make sure that you accept your every desire. Like you don't think that you're too picky and you need to settle for less because like what you want by this standard is just not happening because like you're already asking for too much. Accept the fact that what you want gets to be there for you. And then... I forgot what I was talking about. My point is that if you met somebody who seems to be everything that you're looking for, like they're perfect and um, everything goes is, is going fine. Oh yeah, I was talking about that you need to give it time. Learn to articulate your needs. Learn to talk about your feelings. Learn to untangle your triggers when they come up. Because, like, when this person triggers you, it's not because they screwed up. It's because you had this trigger that is most likely not even about this person. And I talked about this also in my previous episodes. That, like, when something gets triggered in you, you get to 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 figure it out to go back in time to understand like what triggered you and solve this but at the same time you you see the attitude like you have the standard of like if something is triggering you want to be able to discuss it you understand that it's your responsibility to untangle it and like to to figure it out and to shift it to resolve this trigger and but you want to be able to talk about it you want to be able to talk about your feelings and you want your uh, future husband to understand this right you, you want your future boyfriend to understand it to accept it example when i started uh when i already no when we started dating it just showed up a bunch of times when i when we started dating and then when we started living together it was like level two of the same trigger jealousy i i've been betrayed before i I was dating a guy and he like and he chose another girl over me he left me because he was in love like with his ex-girlfriend the one he was dating before me and so i had this unresolved trauma of like being betrayed and it showed up the first time uh, when we just we were dating and it was a long distance thing so we, we talked a lot about it I mean, we talked a lot about all the stuff, a lot of stuff. 
And so he, like, he showed me a picture of the girl he used to work with. He didn't even talk to her anymore. Like, she was a girl from his past, but he showed me the picture of her and he, like, we were talking about her and he said that, like, that they used to work together and that then, like, maybe she showed up maybe like she uh, i don't know said hi to him to him on social media i can't remember what happened and so he showed me um, a picture of her and she was gorgeous like she was beautiful and it triggered me and i was like oh my god he's still you know how obsessive our mind can be when we're jealous and i was like oh my god he's still talking to her and she's so incredible and you know if you know me you know that like every woman that i meet for me is incredible like i i just don't see body in in especially women like i have more unresolved trauma about men so not all the men are amazing and incredible to me but women i just love them all and so and here i see a woman who is gorgeous incredible so beautiful so talented so amazing and like and of course i'm like oh oh my god she's better than me he will choose her even though he was not like dating her ever they were just working together and at that time i was like I understood the fact that I'm being obsessive here, that it doesn't make sense. But there was trigger there and I needed to, to do something about it. And so uh, I I explained it to him that I got triggered, that I'm jealous and like, it's not your responsibility. I understand that. I just need to work through it. And, you know, I need to hang up the phone now and I need to make it like have a journaling session about this. And then, like, when I will be ready, when I will feel better, I will call you. And this is what I did. I hung up the phone and I had a journaling session about this where I was, you know, I I asked myself how I felt and I felt betrayed and I felt like I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, blah, 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 all the stuff, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and how this felt and how this felt. And I don't even remember. Maybe I remembered something, like, where I was betrayed and, like, what exactly was the origin like what was the original trauma that caused all these triggers and I felt better and I also felt that like I have a standard and I always had it that like if I'm not good enough for my boyfriend then he's just not my match he's not for me like my boyfriend would see that I'm just like for him I will be just better than everybody like better than every other girl and like worthy and incredible and amazing and just so talented and you know and um if this guy doesn't see that i'm better like if this guy chooses her over me then he's not my guy and like i need to be i need to feel that i'm able to just let him go and be fine with this and then i called him like I felt better and I called him and I explained this all to him and that was my standard that when I explained this all to him he will get me he will understand it and you know there can be different things like right uh there can be guys who uh, would not like 
take responsibility and who, who would judge me for me having my experience, my negative experience with this, right? And I could call him, for example, and say that uh, it triggered me because I had this trauma and like uh, when you said this, I felt this and then I worked through this and now I understand and I also talk to him like about my standard. Like I, I actually said to him that now I understand that like if... Um, you would choose her, for example, over me, then you're just not my person and it's fine, like, you're free to go. Um, and, like, he reacted the way he reacted. He was okay with this. He didn't want to upset me and, like, he felt um, upset because I got triggered, but he understood me and he accepted me and we talked about this and, like, everything went well. But he could act differently, right? I could t tell him all that and he would be like, oh, don't be a baby, like, this is such a bullshit, I, I don't want to even, like, talk about this anymore. And that would be, that reaction would be lower than my standards and I wouldn't tolerate it. And that would be a no for me because I want my future husband, I wanted my future husband to care about my feelings and to take me all in. Like I'm doing a lot of self-work. I'm doing a lot of inner work. I realize that, you know, I am responsible for solving my triggers and he's not here to keep me happy. I am here to make myself happy and to co-create my reality with him. And like, I'm responsible for my feelings and he's responsible for his feelings. But my standard was that uh, when I feel down, I get to talk to him about this and to share with him my experience and, you know, to discuss it. And I wanted him to accept the fact that I get to experience negative emotions and get triggered. And like he could, like he would be fine with this. He would be still accepting. And now I totally forgot what I was talking about. But yeah, have your standards and give it time. Like uh, you don't have to hurry. And if you feel like you have to hurry, like if you met your perfect guy and you want to get married to him in two months, and you're worried if it's not him, uh, ask yourself why you are in a hurry. Like, whose expectations you want to fulfill? Is it fulfill expectations? I don't know, but you get the point. Um, did I answer that question? What if it's not him, and what if our love isn't forever? Yeah, if you... if. Like, you need to be fine with the fact that... I'm fine with the fact that maybe our love is not forever. It's working now. It's incredible. I love our relationship. Um, our relationship is kind and understanding and, like, full of love and full of support and full of laughter. And if at some point um, we realize that that we're looking for something different, like, our, our standards got different and, like, we uh, are not fulfilling each other's... Um, desires anymore it's okay now I know how I want my men to treat me and now I know that it's real there is this guy who treats me like just amazingly just perfectly and he's everything I want and I'm just so happy and so free and so authentic in this relationship I'm just so me and he's just so him and like and it's fine and we accept each other and like if he wants something else I will let him go I because I want him to be happy 
and I won't feel, yeah, I will feel pain, yeah, it will be, you know, I will hurt, but I know how to heal myself, I know how to be with myself, I know how to take care of myself, I know how to explain this to myself, and I will grieve, and then I will move on, and I will not lower my standards, and I will not consider the time we spent together wasted, because we're building something, it's amazing, it's cool, and what I learned, the biggest thing I learned from Abraham is that uh, when you feel good, the time is never wasted. When you're building something incredible uh, from the place of love, it's not the wasted time. And then, like, you face some contrast, and if you can't handle it, like, if you if you actually don't work, like, if you can't, if you don't see the way to work it through with this person, and it's actually, like, easier to let this person go, if you like if it's a conscious decision that you're making okay then like move on you'll be fine and this time was still never wasted i hope i answered this question but if i if like if you have further questions on this please ask uh, in on insta reach out on in dm me on instagram um and the last question, uh, the, the question number six is, what if he doesn't love me back? Oh, this is the question about like the crushes and about um, the, what is like one-sided love, unanswered love. I had this. I also described it where I was talking about my, my relationship story, part two, I think. But... Uh, <laughs> I had it. I had this experience. And when you work on yourself and uh, like you are all mindful, you heal your triggers, you heal your wounds, you heal your trauma and you set your standards high and then you meet a guy who like who is perfect. That happened to me. I will share my experience. He was perfect. He was amazing. He was so interesting. We could talk for hours. And um, it was also a long distance thing. Thank God all those things were long distance things. <laughs> it's just so, I don't know, I think it's easier when it's long distance thing, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. And so, yeah, he was interesting. He was uh, like he liked me, he appreciated me, he accepted me, he supported me, he helped me. Uh, he was fine with like with the way I look, the way I dress, the way I am authentically, even when like I was just learning how to be authentic. But he was like he didn't feel the way I felt. Like he didn't he didn't like me, he didn't love me, he didn't have a crush on me, I was in love with him, and he was, like, I, mean, I don't know, yeah, no, he's, he was not interested, I suffered, and, like, the biggest part, the biggest reason why I suffered was that I should know better, I thought, I should know better, like, I healed so much, and here I am in this mess again, and now I see that this mess was actually an opportunity for me to implement all the knowledge that I had in theory before that. Because I, like, even though I had a crush on him, I still 
put myself first in our relationship, like to a point, to a degree, because like I still was checking my phone constantly and like, oh my God, he's not texting, he's not texting, like I'm still not interesting. And I knew all this theory and I could explain to myself that, you know, if he's not answering, if he doesn't put me first, then he's not my person. And if like it takes him three days to answer to my to my messages, then like he's just not a match to me and, and I get to you know to move on and find somebody else but I was still partly partially partly partially in the scarcity mindset and so and I was like but he like I found him and he's just perfect and why can't I be with him and just be done with this already and he was not what I was looking for like he was lower than than what my standards were and um, what were the main concepts that helped me back then were that I still get to put myself first. Like, I still get to take care of me. Uh, even though I'm having a crush on him now and I'm thinking about him constantly and, like, he's on my mind all the time. It's, it's even disgusting for me. Like, I can't think, I can't sleep, I can't concentrate on anything else because I'm constantly thinking about him and he's not responding like he's not feeling the same way about me I still get to choose me I still get to be with me I still get to love me and accept me the way I am right now yeah I'm having a crush on this guy and he's not the right guy for me but I get to I I still love and appreciate myself I'm gonna get through this and I'm going to put all the knowledge into practice uh, about this. And, like, I'm going to be fine. And I'm just going to wait and, like, it's going to go away. One day I will wake up and I won't think about him the whole day. And I'll be like, oh, my God, this is such a relief. And then, and I deserve better. Even though I had a crush on him, I also, like, this, the concept number two was that I clearly saw that I deserve better. Even when I was, like, in all my humanness, thinking, oh my god, answer my text, why aren't you answering? Please, please, please. And I was, like, so needy. At the same point, I was observing myself and realizing I deserve better. And right now I'm facing the contrast and this guy is ignoring me and I want my future husband to never, ever, ever ignore me. And like if he's busy, he would just answer back, like he would text me that he's busy and he will get back to me like in two hours or in three hours when he's free and I will be fine with this and I will know what to expect. And so now I'm facing the contrast and I deserve better. And number three, what helped me was that Abraham Hicks said... Um, if you have this, like if you're in love, you have so much energy because you're in love. And like when he texts me back, I feel alive. I, I feel like I feel free. I feel happy. I feel incredible. I have all this potential, all this energy within me and I could use it. I could be grateful to him for uh, waking up this this love in me. I can see it as a sign that I'm able to love, that I'm ready for love. Like, I'm available for love. And here I am. I'm loving. I'm ready to love. And uh, what I could do is daydream. 
even if it's him for example i could daydream how we walk like because when you're in the state like when you have a crush on somebody when you're in love you just want to daydream constantly you want to imagine him somewhere near you or her somewhere near you and and you you want them to just you know you want to hold hands you want to laugh together you want to tell him stories you want to you know to just to just be together and just touch each other daydream and like what abraham hicks said i loved it so much i was like teaching my clients that ever since uh when they have some you know unanswered love like a crush on somebody who's not um feeling the same way i always said what abraham hicks said use this energy to daydream but focus on love. Don't focus on the lack of him. Don't focus on the fact that he's not answering to you, that he's not paying attention to you, uh, and like, etc. Focus on the fact that you're in love and how great it feels. It makes you want to create, to sing, to write poems, I don't know, to like, to paint, to do art. And, and you want to, you know, imagine how you go somewhere together and you hold hands and you or you just sit in bed and cuddle and watch movies together and like how amazing it feels focus on the positive aspect even if it's about him and even if he's not answering back you have your dream you have like you can feel good anyway and you have such a potential to feel good because you're having a crush you're in love right now and let's imagine that uh, you're dreaming about him and you're imagining all this good stuff and this is so beautiful and this like dream unfolds in your mind, in your head, like in your imagination on how things should be and you raise your vibration to become a vibrational match to everything that you dream about. Because he's not that, he's not that. Because if he was a match to your desires, to your dreams he would be paying attention to you. So he is already not that. So you might as well just add to him all the other positive quality uh, that you have in your mind, that your Prince Charming need to have, like, will have. And um, because you are already imagining things that are not real, like, that, that are not in your reality right now. And so you raise your vibration and you become... A vibrational match to your perfect man or your perfect woman. And so, and let's say this guy that you're having a crush on, he is not there. Like his vibration is not up there. He's here. Sometimes, sometimes um, he can like meet you there. Like he can raise his vibration and meet you there. And then like, you know, you match and then you live happily ever after. But sometimes his vibration does not match yours he's here but you are being a vibrational match to your desires and i'm showing with my hands here i'm sorry but i i, I hope you see like what i'm what i'm getting at uh he is down there on low vibe and he's not a match but you are a match to a perfect man and then you meet a guy who is not that guy but you meet a guy who is a perfect match to your desires and then you meet him and you know there is a spark and everything is fine and like you just connect and life is beautiful will you actually honestly be upset about the fact that this new guy who is like everything you ever dreamt about has a different face 
than that guy you had a crush on? I don't think so. Because you will you will meet somebody who is like perfect. And then you will see that guy and you will be over him in a second. <laughs> because you met somebody who is all that that he is and even better. And then you live happily ever after with your perfect guy. And this one just, you know. And you will forget about him and you'll be fine. So use this potential, use this energy, use this love that is going on in you. Use it to create your dream reality. And um, yeah, don't pay attention to the negative aspects, to lack. Get out of lack, get out of scarcity. And remember that like in times when you're needy, when you just, you know, lay in bed and you just want him to hold you because you feel so lonely, because you, you clearly feel this lack that you have a crush on a guy and he's not um, feeling the same way about you and you feel this loneliness, this lack even stronger, get out of it. Ask yourself, what would you want him to do right now? Um, like, if he was here and if he was um, feeling the same way about you, what you what would you do right now? Maybe you would want him to talk to you. Maybe you would want him to hug you or stroke your hair or, like, uh, watch a movie together. Do that. Turn on that movie. Stroke your hair. Just, you know, just lay there and just, you know, and, and cuddle with yourself and hug yourself and touch yourself and stroke your, you know, your arm. Do this for yourself. Get out of luck and realize that um, you are a perfect match to something when you are happy without it. I know it it may sound weird, but this is how it is. When you're happy without it, you're not in resistance. You're not observing the lack of it. So when you're already happy, you become a vibrational match and you attract everything that you want. And when you have a crush on somebody who is not um, feeling the same way about you, you have this energy that you can use. You have this love energy this love vibe that you can use to create your dream and yeah to manifest it in your reality that's it that's all for today thank you so much for listening i hope and i know it was useful for you you guys if you have other questions um, that you want me to, you know, to talk about, to answer, uh, send your questions like on Insta and um, yeah, let's talk. Let's have a conversation about this. And thank you so much for being with me today and have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.